don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief market recap based on what we see in the VRA investing system and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. A bit of a slow day for our markets today, so a little bit different of a podcast here for you. But I will say to start off, the Dow finished down for its fourth straight day, but they've been small days helping relieve overbought conditions, and as the old adage goes, never short a dull market. Now, if you're a member of the VRA, you know we got a major buy signal over the weekend, and that is that Paul Krugman, Nobel laureate and famous economist, expects to see a global recession this year. Now, why would that be bullish, you might ask? That is because Paul Krugman has made a career off of making incorrect calls about the economy. Now, this is an easy target because he's got no rebuttal, but here are just a couple of those calls. In 1998, Krugman predicted that the internet wouldn't be such a big deal by the mid-2000s and that its economic impact would be no greater than the fax machines. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you still use a fax machine to date? Now, in business, maybe a little bit from time to time, but that just shows the, the incorrectness of his, of his sayings here. Krugman went on to say, as the rate of technological change in computing shows slows, the number of jobs for IT specialists will decelerate, then actually turn down. Ten years from now, the phrase information economy will sound silly. Well, in 2019, who sounds silly now? I believe that the information economy is a, is a saying, a phrase, that's now in just about everybody's vocabulary. We see it everywhere and have seen the incredible impact that it's had on our lives, from apps in the app store, the information economy, seeing things like Uber to dog walking apps and everything in between. There's just no limit to how much it has saved time in our everyday lives. Now that we're in 2019, we can all look back on these comments and say they are laughable at best. How can you put any trust in someone who is so obviously wrong? Now, everybody makes mistakes and incorrect calls, but when you miss something this big, and still are a Nobel laureate, it makes you wonder about who they're giving these awards to now. While I was in school, I was taught economics through Krugman's book, so I have a pretty close feel for the Keynesian economics cycle here. Keynesian economics basically, in the most simplest form, can be defined as they would like to end the boom-bust cycle of capitalism by limiting the economy to the upside, therefore limiting the downside as well, so the economy doesn't overheat and cause a a depression, right? In theory, this sounds great. Well, in theory, communism doesn't sound too bad either. But how has that played out on the world stage? In the majority of cases, not so well. Folks, the fact of the matter is here that that's just not how the world works. And by limiting the upside potential in the short term, you really exacerbate the downside of the long term. While Austrian economics, the other side of the coin, believes in a more laissez-faire form of economics, a free-wielding economy, where you allow boom and bust cycles to play out naturally, as all things were intended. Nature is just a much more powerful force than human intervention. And I have an example here for you in a second, but as I said, human intervention tends to just exacerbate the downside in the long term, and following Mother Nature has always been the more powerful force. So here's my real-life example. In California, the government worked hard to limit the amount of fires that take place in their forests, initially by putting out smaller fires and limiting the damages of the fires in the short term. Now, this was great. Uh, There was less damage to homes and people all around. This would be great, right? However, what happened next was truly shocking. 
After years of putting out the small fires, the areas were unable to play out their natural causes and had forest fires at the same time, causing the impact of the fires to burn hotter, faster, more destructive than ever before. By preventing these small fires, the undergrowth and deadwood had now accumulated and acted as fuel to the fire, spreading the fires further and destroying more homes or older mature trees and much more causing much more severe long-term damage to the forest. Look at PG&E right now. On the hook for billions and billions of dollars, filing for the second largest bankruptcy file in the world. Uh, that was after Lehman Brothers in 2008. So clearly, they've had long-term damage from short-sightedness. The same happens with the economy. Nature is simply better off not to serve. As humans, we want to step in and try to make that happen. But there's just no replacing Mother Nature. Nature takes care of itself in the long run. Economics are no different. Periods of small recessions are just the cleansing fires to the economic forest and prevent much greater long-term harm. And fuel harm and fuel businesses and industries on the back of small recessions. Human intervention against Mother Nature is a battle rarely ever won. And if it is won, it makes you wonder at what cost has this been done in the long term. Overall here, point being, we believe history will show that Krugman was simply on the wrong end of the economic spectrum. And today, we got a confirmation from that. We got the opposite report from Paul Tudor Jones, who said the market is basically about to rally. It is our belief that Paul Tudor Jones will be on the correct side of the two Pauls here. That being said, I'll step off my, my high horse now and let's take a look at our markets for the day. The Dow finishing down slightly today. Like I said, fourth straight day of losses, but they've been small. Down a small 0.21% today, still above 25,000 at 25,053. The NASDAQ finishing up on the day, along with our other three indexes, all higher on the day. Finishing up 0.13% to 7,307. The S&P 500 up a small 0.07% to 2,709. And finally, the Russell 2000, our biggest winner on the day, up 0.84%. Now, while the Dow may have finished lower on the day, the internals continue to look great. Passing garlic strong here, right on to cayenne pepper strong. I mean, it doesn't get... Too much better than this. Uh, we would love to see it better than this, but these are great numbers here. Advanced declines came in with 5,708 advances to just 3,331 declines. New highs to new lows. The continued uh, just impressive factor here from new highs to new lows, 269 to 97 new lows. Uh, and lastly, up-down volume came in positive on the day as well. The strength continues to show, though, in our sectors where we saw 8 out of our 11 sectors headed higher, led by industrials and energy, while healthcare and communication services led lower on the day. The Dow Transports also finished nicely higher on the day, up 1.25%, and a strong sign for the underlying strength of this economy. Finally here, looking at our commodities on the day, took a brief pause after some recent rallies, gold down half a percent, Still above its $1,300 an ounce mark at $1,311 an ounce. Silver down 0.71% now to $1,569. Copper down uh, 8 tenths of 1% to $278 a pound. And lastly, oil down 0.63% to $5,239 a barrel right now. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe 
to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox. You can do so at VRAinsider.com. And now we're also offering a 14-day free trial on VRAinsider.com. So to receive more information, like I said, I gave you about Paul Krugman earlier, subscribe to our daily updates. You get some great stuff in there along with our portfolio. So really, it's only a win-win for you here. Thanks again, folks. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for Tuesday's Close.